and divorce conversations where we analyze, navigate, and troubleshoot all stages of your romantic life. I'm your host, Igor Meisterman, a divorce attorney turned relationship coach. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our show. Today, I want to talk to you about a topic that comes up fairly frequently, and that is the topic of hurtful speech. And unlike many episodes when I give general advice, kind of from general world wisdom, I really want to hone in today and discuss with you Torah perspective on this topic and how we could work on it in our romantic lives. So many times partners or spouses will share with me how their spouse will say something hurtful to them and they don't know how to relay back that message to their spouse or how to even show up when they're feeling so defeated, so much pain. They feel worthless many times, not seen. It's a horrible place to be in. And tonight I want to offer a perspective. I want to offer you a way to think about the topic and how it could be addressed and dealt with and what we can keep in our minds from a big picture perspective. Now, usually in my podcast, I'll talk about like very concrete tools such as how you could frame a sentence, um, what can you send as a sender or how you could show up as a receiver to help process all sorts of emotions that come up. And today I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to talk about the concept and the mechanics that unfold between us when we show up for each other hurtfully. And what the Torah provides for people as guidance and what even expects of us. And how we can process, integrate this into our lives so that we could show up as sensitive, caring spouses and partners. Let's start with a commandment, a mitzvah in the Torah. There's a mitzvah called Anas Devarim, hurtful speech. Yes, believe it or not, there's actually a mitzvah in the Torah, one of 613, of how we speak. It's a mitzvah that the rabbis talk about in the most stringent of ways, and how horrible and horrific it is to hurt another human being's feelings, especially through hurtful speech. You see, there are many laws that deal with monetary regulations, how not to cheat, how not to steal, and yet there's a wholly separate category that has to do with people's emotional worlds, not only their objects. You see, we, only, we can't only steal people's possessions. We can even steal their sense of being, sense of peace, sense of confidence. We can cause a major disruption in other people's inner worlds, and that's why words have to be weighed so carefully. They're to be considered and thought about so carefully before they come out of our lives. And so, of course, the question will become is, so how do I do that, right? Because as the saying goes, if you're just going to put a lid on it, well, all that's going to happen is inside, I'm just going to continue boiling with more pressure. And eventually, when something gets pressurized enough, right, like a tea kettle, it's going to burst. So the question is, is what do I do, though? My spouse says things that drive me crazy. My spouse does things that really, really upset me. And in a state of rage, or in a state of pain, state of anxiety, panic, 
I wind up saying hurtful things, mean things, mean-spirited things. What do I do? And the advice came up to me as I was in the course of having a conversation with one of the um, couples that I was working with. You see, there's a fascinating story that unfolds in the Torah. And I'm going to quote for you specifically a passage from Mishnah and Brachos, in which Boaz, who was the Gadol Hador, the leader of the generation, is looking at the generation of the people in his day and sees a very fundamental problem as to how people relate to each other. And he was trying to find a solution. How do we address this? How do I help people work on their mindsets? Yeah, this is you know, almost 3,000 years ago. The life coach of the day, Boaz. And the following words are said in the Mishnah in Brachos. I'd like to read to you and I'll translate. And the rabbis made a takana decree that a person should ask with the word shalom to his friend using Hashem's name. And the verse that continues and it tells us how Boaz, the, the one who instituted did it. It says in the Pasuk, Boaz Boaz Lechem. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem, from Beis Lechem, and he said to the harvesters, Hashem shall be with you. They said to him, Yorecha Hashem, Hashem should bless you. And he told them, Vayoymer, Hashem imcho, gibor achoyal, Hashem should be with you, should be a strength. And you see this exchange between all of them. Fascinating exchange. And I remember when one of my teachers would say, notice the first word, and they made a decree, meaning things were so bad that it took nothing short of a legislation. The rabbis, the leaders of the generation had to legislate. That's how low we got. And tell us, we must talk to each other using Hashem's name. The question is, why the name Shalom? Right? We know that we God, we have different words. The reference in God. We have Yud Kevavke, we have Elohim, the Mida of Din, the Mida of Chesed, mercy, justice. Why is it the name of Shalom? And some of you might know the famous teachings of Maharal from 400 years ago, in which he talks about what is the root of the word Shalom. And part of the, the root of Shalom is Shlemus, completion. And what we can glean from this is we see that Shalom actually is a very interesting concept. What this concept teaches is that I have to come to a realization that we're all a family. We were all created and we were all supposed to be bonded and linked together as a family that then links up to God, Hashem. And just like we have Tzalem Elohim, we, we were made in the image of God, and we have a soul that lives in us, that's a chalik of Hashem. And therefore, if I see another person struggling and I see another person going through a hard time in life, I have to find a way to say to myself, my life is not completed. My life has not reached a phase of completion as long as I see another person suffering. As long as I see another person going through a hard time, I still have what to work out. I still have a mission to fulfill. 
and I can't rest. I can't say, that's it, my job is done. I can check out now. Let somebody else deal with it. No, it's upon me. It's incumbent upon me to continue being able to provide within reason, within limits of what I can do, that I continue to provide help those who are in need. And the place where you can start and the way that we can counter hurtful, harmful speech is we came to this realization that just like rabbis had to institute that Hashem's name should be said in a greeting, not that I should only say, oh, hello, how you doing? No. It had to involve that we actually use God's name in the greeting. Because when people would say God's name, they would pause and say, wait, I'm doing something great. I'm doing something special. I am acknowledging in another human being that they also possess in them this holy soul and that they're made an image of God. And I want to connect to that, to their essence, to the beauty of who they are inside. And the way I could remind myself is when I greet them, I say that special name of God, the name that reminds me that I'm not complete until I know that your needs were taken care of. So if I live with that mindset and I come from that place that those around me should be better and those around me should be healed if they're sick and have, have jobs and livelihood if they're struggling financially, and I could be somehow playing a role in their journeys and healing in their successes, then I am living out God's calling for me and for the rest of the people that we should find a way to connect to each other. And we can connect to each other by giving to each other. So if I see that my role is to help you succeed, you accomplish, then automatically I simply won't entertain thoughts of hurtful speech. Why would I engage in honest devarim? When, when I see you, all I know is that you are struggling with something and until you are healed and you've worked that out, my life will not be fully complete. I simply won't have attention span or energy to give to hurtful speech. I'll be too busy figuring out how to heal. And that's the beauty of this concept of shalemos, of shalom. I want to greet you with the word shalom. It's not just hi, bye, it's Oh, it comes from the word of Shlemos, completion. I'm not complete without you. I'm not complete until your life is in a better place. And we do that for each other. And off we go in this big, great circle of life where each, when each person steps up and thinks of the other, we really then truly become a family. And then hurtful speech simply falls away. I won't have attention span to, to do that to speak in her full way. And this is something that's such a struggle for people. I'm, I'm feeling hurt and I must react. You've done something that upsets me. I must lash out. I must somehow defend myself. And the beauty of this work and this perspective is, wait a second, we're all meant ultimately to be connected. We're all meant, meant ultimately to live with a sense of family, whether it's nuclear, immediate, or extended family. We're all meant to be in this world together and grow it together, nurture together. And therefore, how can I show up that would help you be on your journey? And what can I ask of you to give me that would help me be on mine? And as we go on that journey, 
with those mindsets, how much easier it becomes to not fall prey to vindictive behavior, to hurtful speech, to revenge and doing something just to hurt another person. And instead, I could live with the focus that just like God placed in me my soul so that I could express a godly being inside of me, one of the greatest ways that I can express that godliness is when I see you struggle, suffer, and be in pain, I could stop and say, I don't want to be in full comfort. I don't want to just relax when I know that somebody else is suffering, especially if it's my loved ones and especially my, my spouse. How can I show up for them and help them in their healing journey? hope this was helpful and enlightening. And if you want to explore going on your own journey, your partner or spouse, reach out to me, Igor, I-G-O-R, at relationshipreimagined.com. Thank you for joining us today. For questions, comments, topics you'd like to hear more about, or to try our 24-week relationship challenge, email us at relationshipreimagined at gmail.com.